0: Welcome to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm your host Chris Veltz, my co-host, and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks.
1: Hi there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island Series Eight, Episode Forty Four. Chris, yesterday I called this problematic island. Don't think it gets much better tonight. But uh, where would you like to start? (laughs) Well, we got the back end of
0: the Snog Marion Pie game, so we got the guys in on the girls. Tasha got, as we thought, Dammy and Luca. Adam hit Tasha with one. Um, there was a couple of little surprises, Dave. I mean, Billy, what a bell end he is with Danica. What a fucking bell end. But then, yep. Yep. Yeah, Dammy as well. I'm like, oh, God. And then even Davide, I want to pie, here, but I want to marry her. You. you know, and he, everyone seems to snog Paige. Paige seems to be a, a bit of a, a guy's favorite, to be honest.
1: He does. Um... So I mean, there's, there's so many awful uh, gameplay in there. So, so I'm trying to figure out who played the game worse, Dammy or Billy. Um, not entirely sure. You know, Dammy, after everything that had gone on, after he brought back Summer, after he gaslit her to basically say, you know, you've uh, you're obviously feeling things. You know, this is in your head, kind of thing. And then he snogs Summer right in front of India. It's like, what? What is going on in your mind that makes you think that is okay? And I'm just annoyed because India thought they did the right thing, threw the fucking ring away, get out of here. Uh, but she accepted it later. So you know what? You know, I was having a random thought yesterday, Chris. And I was thinking, and, and it's probably possibly a little bit unfair, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it is. And I was kind of blaming Liam and Millie for this. The, Liam basically got away with infidelity in Casa Amor, uh, And he got caught out. He wasn't going to admit it, but he got caught out. And then after a week or so, or, or however many episodes, Millie forgave him, and then they went on to win it. And I just think it's... I, I'm thinking, I've like got two things on each shoulder. I'm thinking, is it that? Is it that people are looking at that and thinking, right, this is the way to play the game? Or is it that just men are fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be a little from column A, a little from column B. It's just the men are so crap in here. And I'm just annoyed because India keeps giving Damian a pass. She keeps letting him off with it. And, and he keep, so he keeps getting away with it. So I think maybe because of the longevity, you know, between Dami and India, maybe he played the worst game, but but Billy not even acknowledging Danica all the way through. You've even got Adam fucking Collard saying, you know, Billy, you, you fucked up there. And he's like, oh yeah, it's just banter though, isn't it? Look. I have called it out from day one in Casa Billy is the fucking worst, right? He, 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 we've not seen that much screen time, but it's obvious. It just jumps out of the TV, the falseness, the fakeness, you know, and we've talked about what's fake in the Villa versus, you know, what personality does someone bring in? You can see that's mostly him. Absolute player and horrible, nasty, snidey person, and it was horrible what he did to Danica there. But, <sighs> Chris, uh, probably more, probably my highlight or low light of all of this. And, and we knew it was coming, but both Dammy and uh, Luca, Pine, uh Tasha, but not just Piner. You know, making sure you get your snidey little fucking bullying comments in there as well. You utter fucking see you next Tuesdays. It just made me sick, to be honest. And and like we said before, I'm not Tasha's biggest fan, but fucking hell, that was over the line. And then we get the apologies later, though, don't we? We get the apologies, which are absolutely producer led. 100%, I will put my house on it. They have not done that, you know, on their own accord. They've not come to that conclusion themselves. The most, sheepishly made their crap apologies because they were crap apologies again and I uh, just yeah I just leaves a sour taste in my mouth Chris.
0: No I I, Dave I'm absolutely 100% with you you know we've both said about Tasha we've both called her out and, and I stand by what I've said in the previous episodes but also I support what they have stood up for and Andrew stood up for because it was wrong. It's bullying. It's wrong. 100%, million percent, it's producer fucking led because from nowhere, Lucas likes like, Andrew, like you just said, um, can I just steal Tasha? And then does this fake faux fucking apology. And I said straight away in Discord tonight, I went, incoming dammy apology. And within two minutes, dammy pulls her for a chat yeah. to apologise. And then both of them sit there talking to Andrew and he could see by Luca's body language he didn't believe any of it. When he was saying to Andrew, he yeah. kept looking away. He was fuming. It's no coincidence, Dave, that what broke after the episode yesterday was what women's um, oh, what's he called, Dave? The uh, the ladies, women's the, aid, the, women's aid. And I was going to mention it on yesterday's show, but I didn't want to go too deep in case I got called out on it. But I was going to say, women's aid called out Adam Collard. Straight away, they've gone on this saying it's no coincidence this has happened, that misogyny, bullying, singling people out, and they've done nothing. And all of a sudden, them two absolute pair of cocks decide to apologise. No, Dave, I'm sorry. It's unforgivable. And the producers are fucking idiots. And I think what it is with, with Love Island, any PR or any news is good news, whether it's good or bad, because it's got people talking on social media and a lot of these shows and a lot of the money and everything that's generated goes off social media. So the more uh, this show is talked about, it's been on the the national news, locals, everything it's been all over because of Luca and Dami and and some of the things that have gone on this series and that they don't care, Dave. And they've got, and, and again, when they've gone too far, they then come in and obviously Luke and Dammy have got to do this because we're going to get the full fucking fairy tale, Cinderella love story now for the next couple of days. I think going into next week, oh probably God. But I think this whole thing with you was complete utter fucking horse shit, Dave. And again, why the fuck is Gemma not saying something, Dave, unless she believes it and she's not saying any, I said this over day, I'm not just putting it at Gemma's door, India as well. They are letting them get away with doing this to one of their friends. And I just do not understand it unless they feel it exactly the same, but they haven't got the bottle to say it to Tasha. I don't know, but they're not being held accountable. And someone's pulled him exactly what he said. It's fucking bollocks. It was the biggest scam I've ever seen, Dave. They are not going to keep their mouths shut. And yeah, I was disappointed in tonight's episode because it was so fucking fake.
1: Yeah, and I was actually thinking, you know what, Andrew, we, we've called him a little bit wet, you know, a bit of wet letters and whatever, but I was actually thinking when I was watching this, it, it, he's better than me in that when Luca comes over for the apology, fair play to Andrew, he made the decision, Tashes, You know, he, he said, I'll stay here if you want, or, you know, I can go, what do you want me to do? So I, I kind of felt, fair play chris I, I i'm just born of a different generation probably i'd have fucking squared up to that fucking see you next tuesday <laughs> i'd have been like you can fuck right off <laughs> right don't fucking come near us and that I, that is not the right thing but i i just i, I can't help but feel that the way it's gone And this is not apologizing about the fucking Snogberry Pie game. This has gone on and built up over a series of weeks, the relentless fucking comments, the relentless fucking bullying. So I I just, I'd have probably gone for it at that point. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So well done, Andrew, you you probably did it the right way. um, And you're a better man. Yeah,
0: I agree, Dave. I agree. I think that well put that and, you're right. I mean, I, I'm like you. I, I, I can tolerate so much, but when it's something like that, no, it's it, it's it's not right at all. It's not right, and I just think, look, we're talking about it again. We keep saying you said it a few times, like we, we're going on. We're down now and that, and it doesn't seem winding down on anything. The whole episode, <laughs> no. and you can you can judge that by the amount of emails we're receiving, people fuming with what's going on, quite rightly, and calling things out, calling us out. You know, it's it's. It's a measure of what the show is doing when you're getting like the the correspondence from all our listeners in that day. But yeah, a a real sour taste. that, And I think for the rest of the episode, I was just in a bad mood because I think Danik has been, like you say, about Billy. Uh, Deji was good. He called Billy out for being a dick. He went, well, you are being a bit. He went, I'm not being a dick. He goes, and
1: he went, well, you are. Oh, what a legend. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I just treat me like a dick. I'm not a dick. Well, you are a bit. (laughs) Just honestly, in that moment, Chris, I, Deji was me in the villa. (laughs) The only thing that pulled it back was, he said, just a smidge. I'd have been like, no, actually, maybe more than a little. <laughs> but he was just... And again, the falseness, the fakeness. You can see from that first interaction with Paige, the way he's so over the top with the guess my birthday thing, and he stands up and he's jumping around. Oh, I can't believe it. You, you, you guessed my birthday. It's just you can tell the falseness of it and you know I still I'm still waiting for him to be funny, Chris that I keep hearing about, but he definitely wasn't funny tonight and I, I I'd mentioned it before, but his treatment of Danica was disgusting and I'm glad she tore some strips off him. and I think rather than just fucking take his medicine again he, he's just belittling back and you know, I just showing himself to be a nasty little fucker. And honestly, he he will go tomorrow. and good fucking riddance to him.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the way it was framed, and obviously we got the the thing at the end. I've, I've got another. I'm gonna. I'm on it today, Dave. I know we both are really. But is it's fucking bollocks, right? That the way they've done this again, that they've put it in the, the actual Islanders thing because Dami's, so we get Dammy and Billy and obviously we've got Summer and Danica. I think that Summer and Billy are going to go. And some are saying they think Danica could go because, and I think you'd said that tonight because you had a lot of chances, mm. but it's the popularity within the Villa. And I don't know how the girls sit. Maybe they like Summer more. I don't know. Other guys, sorry, who they like more Danica or Summer. I don't know. But, it's bollocks, this Dave. They should just let the fucking public vote them out because it, this is where it becomes Friend Island. Because there's no way Dammy's going. There's no way at all. I think Luca and Dammy should go. If I'm being honest, but they, they didn't have the ball to say it's three couples, and it, I'm hoping it would have been Luca next.
1: Yeah, that that that's the worst crime for me. That's worse than giving it to the islanders. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, you can have some good conversations and then there's some bad feeling, even for the people who stay, you know, and it creates some good drama. But but the fact that they've cut it to two, and it's almost always fucking three, isn't it? You know yeah. for a fact that Luca was in the bottom three, but they couldn't risk Gemma walking and not being able to get the Owens in. Yes. So they're just like, we're, we're going to have it down to two fucking bullshit itv absolute bullshit so yeah give it to the villa you know you know dami's an og so he's he's gonna stay isn't he like you say it d- depends how you can look at it you know danica's been long there longer so she might have built up those friendships so people might feel that loyalty but then summer hasn't really had a chance you know Dammy's brought her back she's been pied off you know in a a not very nice way so people if people go with the um with the premise that it is love island you know it's about people having chances and if people have had multiple chances and and it's not come through okay step aside and give someone else a go but you know i i was just really pissed off there it was just such uh obvious producer manipulation tonight with that bowing
0: yeah without a doubt and, and if we're going to go off the current situation dave to be fair should we billy and dammy go but it's not you've got to pick one of of, of each so i'm not saying billy needs to say he deserves to say more than dammy or whatever but the, the behavior really it should be you're out see you later but it also <laughs> you
1: know sorry so, sorry i i just because because we're, we're- we're fucking on one because it is, I'm sure you know, we're triggered by this. I'm sure lots of people are triggered by multiple fucking things that have gone on in this last week in love Island. And, but it's sort of lighting it a bit because Danica, I don't know why she went with Billy in the first place. I just, I, and maybe it's a naivety. And you say, you say about Gemma, not calling out, you know, Luca and stuff for Ali streets and Tasha. I, I think, She comes across so mature, but I think it's been, I think it's sensible. I think I'm confusing maturity with sensible. She is 19 after all. So she doesn't have that much world experience and maybe she just doesn't quite recognize, you know, she doesn't love what Luca's doing, but it's, it's not too bad. You know, it's, it's okay. It's just a few, few comments here and there. So maybe she, she just, it just doesn't register with her is how I would see that. But you know, when Danica's going on. It's like, why me? Well, you know, like, I don't think Deji could have made it any more fucking clear that he wanted to uh, get to know Danica and he's right there. And it reminded me of the Simpsons. I, I don't know if you remember old episode now, but where um, Mr. Burns is like, what I need is a patsy and Homer Simpson's in the background going, hello. Yes. yes. <laughs> he's I've like, seen that one. what I need a patsy. He keeps saying it. And he's like, hello. There's like Deji in the background. You know, Danica's like, why won't someone just be interested in me? And Deji's like, hello, I'm right fucking here. So, yeah, hopefully, I I think it might take some, you know, one of the other girls to just say, you're saying you get no chances. This is predicated on the fact that she stays in. If one of the other girls just says, look, Deji's right there. Just give him a chance. You know, you haven't got Billy rightly because he didn't give you a chance, but just give Deji a chance. See how it goes. and. We'd had the the message the other week, hadn't we, about, you know, maybe Danica's kind of communication style. Maybe there is a, a touch of autism or something there uh, where she just doesn't pick up on those cues that, you know, she can't read people. And I think, you know, just Wonder Girls, just have a fucking word. But Deji, you know, he's sending out all the signals that he's interested. Yeah.
0: I think so, Dave. And I I think the the cynic in me would say, Billy's gone, Desi cracks on with Danica and you've got a couple there. That actually is going to be quite popular with the the public and may even make a run to win it because everyone else...
1: Seriously, I'd fucking vote for him.
0: I would. I would. I really would. I think Danica's had a rough end of the stick. The one thing that did bug me, my last little thought was it did go all fucking stroke reality TV, oh like my Cheshire word. Housewives. So, <laughs> so that filming, the way they filmed that, and you know, like I've, I always talk about this and Sam absolutely will be great in a teeth at this bit, Dave, but, you get asked, I've been asked when I used to do the extra work, to stand in the background in Cheshire Housewives. I've never actually done it. And you just stand there with a drink and say, fuck all. But, you know, like in a normal bar, if you saw people kicking off and they're having an argument, you'd be like, oh, hang on. You'd be trying to break it up, wouldn't you? It's like, come on, yeah, calm yeah. down. And everyone just stands there on these shows, or they don't even acknowledge it and just start looking away and talking. It was all we needed was background extras on that one because Billy is two tables away And fucking Danica's giving it the big one. And you can clearly hear him going louder and louder with Gemma and everything. And it's like, (laughs) you can see they've gone, three, two, one, go. And they've reshot that a few times. And then Danica went over and went full on Gemma Collins on uh, Billy, giving him a right bollocking. Quite rightly, it's been coming for a long time. I agree with it, but it just didn't seem authentic. And because we had that... Uh, D- Dynasty, Joan Collins, Vaseline finger across the screen, Dave, like it was a movie or something. I wasn't buying any of it, unfortunately. It just felt so well rehearsed and everything. Because what they say in Tower is when things happen. Or originally, I'm not. I'm sure now it's, it's completely fake. But originally it was they would tell the producers things that had happened and then the two people would recreate that scene again with extras, with other people involved. But it was all about that originally, whereas now it's completely fake. But that's what it felt like. It felt like Billy and could had a discussion. They'd not been able to catch it properly even though these all the cameras or it was maybe in the fucking toilet or the shower and it was it didn't look very good on camera. Let's do that again. That just seems so fake to me more than ever.
1: Yeah, and I know we've had... You know, a lot of new listeners this season, so not everyone might know what Towery is, but the only way is Essex is obviously this crappy drama that Chris loves or or one of the (laughs) one of many. (laughs) 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 But Chris, honestly, the the and and we talked about this a few weeks ago actually, didn't we? There in the villa you know, they've got all the automated cameras and everything, but when they're out on location, they, they do have to have all the cameramen there and everything. And that, you know, your sound boom on and everything. And honestly, when Danica sat down with Ekinsu and Gemma, I was just like, oh my God, it, it just, it came across like really bad soap opera acting. It was just terrible. Um, I, And the kind of, The effects, the sheen effects that it had um, gave it that Towie feel, I think. Um, But yeah, I just it was the acting more than that. Like you say, it was just like, three, two, one, go. Now have that conversation. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it it did look so bad. But I'd have preferred, you know, Danica to tear some strips off off Billy before that, you know, and, um, you know, in the villa. And I don't know, Chris, why Why do you have to go to that fucking place anyway? You've got some no-mark fucking DJ who Joe's probably going to say to me is, is really super famous. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. What's he going to do? Put on some fucking careless whisper. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. one for a slow dance, you know. Right, let's bring it back up again. Here's a bit of agadoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fucking DJ. It was fucking pointless. So, well,
0: do you know who he is, Chris? I know who he is because he was on Geordie Shaw, Dave. And he actually was a bodybuilder. He's, he's won some bodybuilding competitions. It's Joe Corrie, whatever he's called. Uh, but I know I've, I knew him. Sam knew him before me. She's like, we recognize him. What's he off? And then I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, maybe he's just seen him on t-. Anyway, But went on thing. And it was Geordie Shore he's been on. And we used to watch that all the time. So I don't know. he was on it for long. He might have been. I don't know. We, we've dropped off a bit, but I do recognize him. But, Dave, I knew the song. Definitely, at least I knew the song this time, so I can't get called out. I mean, you just mentioned I could do, Dave. And obviously, you know, you are slightly older than me. So
1: just playing it up a bit.
0: I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But, uh, but no, it was interesting. But, Dave, we've had some emails, my friend. We have had some emails. So this is a great one. First time, someone's, uh, first time uh, emailing in. This is from Kerry Ann, and it's called In Defense of Davide. Dear Chris and Dave, I love your podcast and I've been inspired to write to you so many times in the past. This is my first bit of correspondence, however, and it's because I feel compelled to raise certain issues that may have been overlooked by your good selves. Firstly, I'm a 37-year-old woman from the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago, and I'm a huge Love Island fan. I stream it every night, and to be honest, I've been wondering if what I see is different to what is shown in the UK. Since Casa Moore, the choosers did show... On the second or third night of Casa episodes, exactly what was shown to us during movie night. We saw Ekinsu under the covers, claiming she was hot, but looking quite hot and bothered. Then we saw her the next morning having a conversation with George, asking him not to say anything to any of the boys. It had been so irksome to me, not knowing what happened and watching Ekinsu act very innocent about her actions at Casa Moore whilst trying to pretend, or poorly act to be honest, as if she was upset by Davide and his actions in the villa. He, on the other hand, did not try to hide his transgressions. I subsequently saw George on a vlog entitled Under the Duvet on YouTube, confirming his own words that Ian Ekin gave one another manicures for approximately 10 minutes. And when he tried to kiss her, she stopped him. In the clip shown, we saw probably five to 10 seconds of something suspicious. And maybe it was because it had been so subtle. George admitted that he never got the opportunity to say anything at at the villa and he had been shocked to realise that Ekin had never admitted to it and also acted as though she'd been completely innocent at Casa. Now, when I consider all of it from Davide's point of view, he must have trust issues after she lied to his face about her whereabouts after she was sneaking around kissing Jay. This is natural for any person, man or woman. Also, even though I'm a girl, I perceive a real double standard surrounding the constant defence of Ekin by many women that I am sure would not have taken place if it was a lying, cheating man. Whilst I know that Ekin was unable to respond to George's assertions, the conversation on the morning after the insert of Castramona previous pro- proclaiming for lying, despite knowing cameras are constantly watching her every move, suggests to me that George may be speaking the truth. Thus, Davide is well within his rights to have doubts and to express what he expressed to her last night, post the movies being shown. I, as a woman, would have acted the same way in the face of dealing with a confirmed liar. When they rekindled, I was so sure... They would win the show she brings wonderful drama in, and he's very humorous i actually was not a fan of his ego how i however feel extremely sorry for him especially for that moment when he learns the truth because i think he had actually started trusting her again and insisting on a possibility of a true connection with her she cannot be trusted and his instincts are spot on he's right to want to speak to george and he's also right that she is a liar and an actress I don't know if I'm getting any better at that, Dave. In the obviously in the voice of Davide. Eh? <laughs> Please, if you get a chance, re watch the Castro Moore episode, stream it if necessary. Love you both, Kerry. PS. I've always been a fan of Paige, and I really hope she wins, whether it's with Adam or some other bombshell that may come in. So that, Dave, that is an unbelievable email. So good. Thank you, Kerry Ann and Kerry. Uh oh Kerry, sorry. A, a brilliant, brilliant email and a completely different perspective, which is what we love talking about.
1: Yeah. And so I think. We've got a lot of emails, haven't we? So I think yeah. let's power through um, and then let's have a bit of a chat. Okay. Because I think we've got all these different perspectives, haven't we? So I want to hear all of them first. Okay. So this one's from Julie.
0: Hi, guys. Sorry, this is a bit long. First of all, we are supposed to believe Gaslight and Gary and Mr. Summers, not over yet, both decided to independently give an apologies to Tasha and tell how much they like her after the horrible way they've treated her and the challenge and before. She isn't my favourite person, but the way they have spoke to her, laughed at and picked on her. is an absolute joke. Quite obvious to me anyway. The producers have told him about this. Number two, I'm a big David A. Ekinsu fan, and they're my winners, though hopefully his jokes about her are stopping as they're starting to look really hurtful. Number three, Billy Cheshire mm. Cat. He's like a 14-year-old boy who thinks giggling at everyone's – Makes it all right. Danica deserves so much better, like Deji. I agree. Number four, Paige. Yep. Quite liked her to begin with, but I don't understand what they all love about her now. She has proved to be quite snide and what actually happened with Jacks because she forgot he existed the minute he walked out the door. Last thing, this... It's in the hands of your fellow islanders. Is a joke. I don't remember in any series that ever being this many times that the public vote was not decided. Anyway, I'll shut up now. But thank you so much for your daily, not daily podcast. They have brightened up my day. Even managed to listen <laughs> on my holiday in San Francisco. Ha ha, Julie. So another great email, Dave. Um, Very nice. Love so San Francisco. I've never been, so I know it looks amazing. Um, so this one, Dave, is from our good friend Helga. Now. She sent in a great email, actually, and she's put, here we go. Hello, Chris and Dave. I'm very surprised that you, the fathers of young women, are taking part in belittling Tasha's feelings and criticising her behaviour. She's the one, along with Ekinsu, that everyone who is there in, this, in there criticises, demeans and talks badly about constantly. The difference between Ekinski and Tasha is that Tasha reads lips and is therefore no doubt aware that they are all talking bad about and some more often than we see. In the game, Love Island, competitors must be open to finding love. To do that, you need to get to know people and give them a chance. For Cassera Moore, almost every guy who came into the villa was interested in getting to know Tasha, and she was therefore invited to all the dates and the boys offered themselves. She wanted to know Jay and Charlie a bit better, but she was not interested in Davide, Remy, Jax or Adam. So it's not everyone she was getting to know a bit better. She had not known Andrew for a long time. So she naturally needed to see if she would get along better with this person or possibly with Andrew. Since Tasha was open to meeting new guys, just like everyone else, she was criticised for doing so because Andrew was so trustworthy and loyal. But Andrew just looked like that because he had never had a chance at, at other because no one showed an interest in him except Tasha. Adam was immediately ready for all sorts of things. Andrew, sorry, was immediately ready for all sorts of things. But obviously Tasha needs more time to feel that way or even be safe. So she often asked Andrew to slow down in the beginning. For that, she was criticised and considered to be playing with Andrew by other contestants and spectators. The only thing she did, though, was tell him that there are these are my borders as they are now. Do you want to respect them until I trust you further? I think that is normal, but clearly many people think this is playing with emotions. The fact that she's crying does not mean she's unhappy with Andrew. She's constantly under criticism in there and he's so regularly told that possibly the whole of Britain is also criticising her, which is unfortunately true to some extent as there are disgusting things written about her and her disability. She said it in the shows, do they hate me because of the disability, which means she has been criticised and humiliated throughout her life because of her disability, which also indicates why she does not trust people immediately. Luca himself is very sensitive. He could not sleep with Dammy. He could not sleep when Dammy told him he was fake and Luca was very angry when Danica said he was very needy and Gemma agreed. So maybe he should just stop mumbling about Tasha so often and a lot. But Luca has been very annoying with Tasha since the first week. And when she decided to stick with Andrew, he said going go to Luca, sorry, how far this is from me. I clearly care more than I thought. Best greetings from Iceland, Helga. So, God, Dave, that's a hell of an email. Thank you, Helga. That's brilliant.
1: Brilliant stuff. So much to unpack there. I, I've written down a couple of notes here, but let's the next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, okay. So we've got one from Jason. Seriously, I need the producer to show much more of David A and Eckensu. I just love how real the connection is between them. Unless something bad comes out of a Twitter challenge, I can definitely see them winning it all. The only real challenge is Paige and Adam. Otherwise, Luca and Gemma will probably come in third and Tasha and Andrew may sweep by with fourth. I don't know why Summer act so surprised that she's been in the bottom two or three each time she's joined the, the villa. She hasn't done much aside from the dummy drama. I hope Dami dumped, but we all know that they'll save him over just grinning, that grinning clown, Billy. Look forward to the final week. I can't believe all these episodes have come and gone by so quickly. So there you go, yeah. Dave. Right, so this one's from Jess. Hi, Chris and Dave. A lot of feelings going on. So here are my opinions that you've never asked for. Number Luca, what a fucking prick. There are so many red flags going on here. We all know what they are, but perhaps the worst is the way he treated Gemma for simply speaking to another boy, then gaslighting her. He is a misogynist and honestly quite scary. There's a lot of growing up to do because if he thinks his partner will never be attracted to someone else or having a tiny little flirt, then he has a huge smack in the face coming to him. The jealousy mixed with possessiveness and control is downright dangerous. If Gemma values her parents' opinion as much as she claims, I hope after the show they tell her exactly what the red flags are with Luca and that she listens. Then there is his picking on Tasha, which leads me to number two. Tasha, she looks, look, she annoys me too, but as far as her crying over the public not liking her, I get it. I cry very easily. I also get really upset and insecure if it feels like people don't like me or are mad at me. I think it was less about gameplay for her and more about being really insecure and feeling down about not being liked. And I get that. In the Facebook group, Tom posted an interview with her pre Love Island and she talked about being picked on in school and that high school was particularly hard as she didn't fit in. She's only 23. So that is pretty recent, and she's still probably working through her insecurity. Her disability makes it worse. Having said that, yes, her waffling back and forth is annoying, but Luca is a prick. He he targets her over and over again. I can see how it wears her down. He does it on purpose. Kick the one who is down to make yourself look better. Man, I hate him. Number three, Deji and Danica for the win. Billy sucks. He isn't really into her, and I hope she sees it. Deji is being bold and growing for what he wants, and going for what he wants, and I think they may be a good couple. Number four, Ekim. I posted about this on the Facebook group, but I saw a slowed down version of the video on Reddit, and her hands were above the covers the whole time. I posted in there what I thought happened, but regardless of what happened, the way the boys are slut shaming her and that Laura continued that on After Sun is disgusting. David A gets off scot free, and Ecken is ashamed. ITV have handled this recklessly. We have George out here being a sexist pig, running his mouth, and she can't even defend herself. I agree. The way she says over and over, nothing happened, isn't helping. But honestly, why should she have to bow down to Davide? We need to believe women. I am one of the people that saw her set a boundary with George and I think he crossed it. Anyway, the whole situation enrages me. All of the women know men who lie and exaggerate about us in order to slut shame us and brag to their boys. It is toxic. Lastly, the boys this season are some of the worst misogynist wankers we've ever seen. ITV needs to Do better casting, or is this just young boys are nowadays? Thanks for listening, Jess. So, that's quite a powerful email, Tom. And this is hi guys. I was thrilled to hear you've done a 180 and joined Team Tash Drew. I'm not sure about that, Tom. For now, who knows how long that will last? The reason the Tom Dar with the trademark Dave Tom don't initially pick them as potential winners about a nice. month ago was because <laughs> it picked up on their chemistry and they seemed very well suited for each other. There was just something right about them that says. When you know, you know, if you know what I mean, they're only the couple who have remained together from the very beginning when the audition audience chose the first couples. Ironically, they're the only ones the audience got right. She was flattered by the attention she received from the new boys, but always went back to Andrew because of their strong connection. Not because she was... He was the safe bet, which is the narrative Luca and Dami have been trying to sell, which a lot of the audience seems to have bought. Their motive for doing so is quite likely because they seem as the greatest threat to them winning Love Island, when in reality, their greatest threat is themselves. Their behavior on Love Island is what makes me worry about the impact Love Island has on influencing the behavior of impressionable young men who watch it. Liam last year got away with being unfaithful and managed to win, which ended up being the blueprint for the boys this year. I worry about the impact on boys, young men who watch their behaviour on TV, which leads me on to the term gaslighting. It derives from a 1940s psychological thriller set in London called Gaslight, which was based on a play from the 30s called Gaslight. It's a powerful and disturbing film I watched as a young teenager that, along with the family dramas they were going on at the time, influenced how I value honesty as the most important personality trait. I think this is why I emphasise empathise with Davide. Davide's Trust Radar, or Davidar, is on a hair trigger now. It's, the psychological after-effects of Castron War have turned into a Hindenburg-level disaster, which isn't much fun to watch. I actually hope they drop it like they did the lie detectors. And then he's included a video, Dave, as well, regarding... Um, the film so anyway thank you tom brilliant and then he's put ps apart from the dislike of andrew dave and i are on the same wavelength about pretty much everything especially about billy the bottom feeder being the worst and you both make me laugh is chris ill was the latest classic
1: well, clearly, Chris, uh, Tom is a discerning gentleman with uh, considerable good character. <laughs> a judge of character um, if we agree on everything. So, no, uh, brilliant. I didn't actually know that about the the term of gaslighting and where it, it came from. Like, I say, up until a few, uh, like recent times, a few years ago, I, I didn't know what the term meant. So, by cranky, there's a lot of great points, a lot of um, opposite points as well um so i I wrote down a few things so let's start with tasha i do think and and i i try not to go on to twitter because it's a bit of a cesspool quite honestly you're like two clicks away from toxicity (laughs) and so it just for my own mental health i i try not to go on there very often uh anymore which means like five times a day but um (laughs) so The whole crying thing with Tasha, I think I said it the other day, so I don't want to completely repeat myself, but for me, that was kind of the fourth event. And I think the the crying at being in the bottom three is kind of mixed up in what came before. Getting to know new guys when they come in, new bombshells, absolutely fine there is nothing wrong with that it's love island it's what we expect we want people to find the best connection what we don't normally see is people sending out all the signals that you know they're in they're invested you know and that for me those two things don't go together you know and that is why before the whole vote thing that's why she isn't popular so that's why, you know, it, she's not become less popular because of the crying. The crying came after. So that's that's just how I see it, Chris. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
0: No, I, I think, I think to be honest, the whole thing with Tasha is, like say, I stand by what I've said in the past, but I think the way this has been going on for the last few days, Dave, it's made me uncomfortable, and it has made me think, think like were we too harsh on her you know obviously we're there taking the piss and calling things out i don't think what we saw and what was edited on the show i think i stand by what i said but like now it's just wrong completely wrong it's out of order it's verged on bullying i said that on yesterday's episode yeah i think i think with them two it's just they've just got to leave it now hopefully they leave it alone dave and that's it i don't know whether they will but i hope they do I just don't think any of it was real, if I'm being honest. And, and Luca's face was saying something completely different to what he was actually, what words were coming out of his mouth. So it interesting. What did you think? Sorry, one. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, and we, we, we do flip flop and uh, actually, I've got a voicemail uh, um, about that, Chris, which uh, I'm going to share with you shortly. But um, I, I, it's because we're, we call it how we see it. And we, we, we always say we never, we're never right. These are just our opinions and what, what we think about it. And that's why it's brilliant to get these emails if I saw it that way. Because we do try. We do try and see it from all perspectives. But, you know, uh, we don't always succeed in that. Um, I, I just think, again, let's separate the whole crying at being in the bottom three thing from the opinions that were already formed around Tasha and how she was with Andrew and you know, uh with the bombshells that came in pre Amor. and then you could say, you know, during Casseramore with Billy fucking a lot age well, didn't it? But in the <laughs> last few episodes, I think for us, you know, we we we've definitely flip-flopped, you know. Christ, if you'd said to me last week that I'd end up voting for Andrew and Tasha as my favorite boy and girl, you know, I'd have given you a slap. It, it does change based on what you see. And I think the way they've been since you know, especially since movie night, you know, I well they've separated themselves from the group. So if it comes down to like a popularity contest, they they're kind of they're going to end up uh, fucked off. But I, I've appreciated how they they them themselves they've doubled down, and actually I I've really warned to them over the last few days. Now, oh, good. So anything else on the emails you picked up on, Dave? Now, Chris, one of the most contentious things, I think, is the Ekinsu and Davide thing, or Ekinsu, Davide, and George thing. And we had two, I'm just looking at my notes here, two really conflicting views about that. Now I've seen the the um, the term used with Ekinsu of slut shaming. And we talked about After Sun, and I think that the way that was framed. By the the guy, I can't remember whose name whose name was. It, that was too far, and that was like slut shaming because you had two people there. But no, he called out Ekinsu, so that for me falls into the category of slut shaming. But I, when I see that term in terms of Ekinsu, I I need someone, whether that's you or whether it's someone else, I need someone to help me understand if this is it because i don't recognize it as that because it's love island right we, we we have this uh pretense that you know they're all there for love but it's all there for the fucking drama that is why it is this cultural phenomenon and you get all the drama and then they chuck them all you know chuck them all together and then they form these relationships then they you know, it's like musical fucking chairs half the time, isn't it? And then they go into Cassaramore and see, can they pass the test or what have you? And then whether something happened in in the bed or not with Ekinsu and George, that's that's what we've had from Love Island since the start. You know, the whole thing of putting them in the same beds together is see, you know, does this create this level of intimacy quicker than like just a, a normal relationship in the outside world? So if Ekansu and George did fumble about a bit, fine. I, I think that's, that's they're not the fucking first to do that. They won't be the last. So I don't understand why that is categorized as slut shaming. For me, it, it, this is again the context is important here. About you know, does Davide believe her or not? In this very very short time we've had in the villa, Ekansu had been been caught out by Davide for lying. Not Su had lied and then came to him and said, look, I, I I, was caught like a rabbit in the headlights. You asked me, you cornered me, I, and I said something. I said, it was stupid. I should have just said straight away, I was up there with Jay, yeah. No, Davide had to do his own little investigation, find out from Jay that he was up there and find out for himself. So why should Davide, by default just trust implicitly uh, and absolutely what Efton says. Yeah, I agree. I I, I genuinely don't understand.
0: Uh, Dave, I think that's a perfect, perfect (laughs) reply, to be honest. Um, Anything else before we wrap up?
1: You know, I don't... Yeah, I was was just going to say, I fucking hate, honestly, talking about myself, but the reason I'm passionate about this thing and I want to understand it perfectly... I hate fucking talking about myself, but you know, I went from a, a position of absolute trust. And then over a period of probably half a year, where you go from that position of absolute trust, and then weird things happen. And you, at first, you just like brush it off, and it's like, huh, that's weird. And then you get on with it. And then something else happens. You're like, oh, that's weird as well. And then you start to build up a picture, you start to build up a trend, and then you become fucking paranoid and then it fucking grinds you down it, it wears away at your mental health and you end up thinking am i fucking crazy here am i being a, a paranoid delusional maniac and then eventually you find out oh no fucking that absolute trust was uh bullshit i shouldn't have had absolute trust so i think for me that's why i'm uh, really keen to understand uh Well, first thing, why this category of slut-shaming? Because I don't get it. For me, it's not about that. It's about the trust. It's about the initial lie-in. So it sets out a pattern. And yeah, just the whole kind of implicit trust, you know, on fucking Love Island, right? (laughs) And I don't care if we've slowed down a video, an edited video, of exactly what the producers want us to show. It's like trying to look through a keyhole and trying to map out the contents of every bit of the room. You can't do it. We saw about, what, 10 seconds, was it, of a whole night? We can't draw any conclusions. That's why I say it's inconclusive. But ultimately, who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah. Excellent, Dave. Excellent. So are we ready to wrap, Dave?
1: Now, Chris, almost. Yep. I've got okay. a little uh, uh, voicemail for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes.
2: Hi, another great episode um, from you boys. Just wanted to jump in with um, a couple of things that I don't know have been discussed yet. The first one is this, that the behaviour of the men, mainly in this series, I know the girls do things too, so it's not a sexist thing I'm saying. The behaviour of the men, um, how they acted in Casa Amor, uh, and then to get away with it and the partners to take them back and it's all fine and blah, blah, blah. What I never get on these shows is that's how they've behaved, knowing you'll find out and knowing... The cameras are on them. What on earth are they going to be like when there are no cameras on them and you're not around? I have no clue why they don't take this into consideration. I don't know why they think, oh, it'll be fine on the outside world. It'll be worse. There'll be women throwing themselves at them and they'll think they can get away with it because guess what? When you found out before, they got away with it. God, it drives me crazy. Um, second point was Tasha. Uh, and when she broke down about the fact that she wasn't very popular. Now, I have been up and down, up and down with Andrew and Tasha, as you boys have. But with this particular point, if she can't cope with a bit of negative press then they should not have put her in that villa. You are on the wrong show, my friend. Why do you want to be famous if you can't cope with the negs? I think everybody who goes in there absolutely thinks that everyone's going to love them and it's just everyone else that's going to get bad press. And it's so bloody naive. It drives me crazy. And also, it did make me think about Tasha. Oh, she just wants to be popular. Because she's crying because she's not. And that's a horrible place to be. I don't know if I feel sorry for her or if I think she's a twat. I can't make my mind up. Um, Third thing, sorry I've rambled on, is 180 (laughs) Phelps. Oh, my God, how I laughed. 180 Phelps? This is the way you get away with your reality radar bullshit, darling. Oh, I'll just say I'm 180 (laughs) Phelps today. I won't mention the fact that the the reality Radar was bullshit. Um, Anyway, I look forward to buying my 180 Phelps (laughs) T-shirt. And I'll see you soon.
1: Now, Chris, I've realized Joe is onto something there. You've been gaslighting all of us, me included. I haven't even picked up. I haven't joined up the reality Radar. Which, to be honest, is as flaky on its own uh, as anything. But i hadn't noticed this this joining up with. Oh, I'm just going to do a 180 today. What have you say to that? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> There's my answer.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <laughs>
1: You know, I, 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 I want to pick up on the first point, though, because this this cheating, when all the fucking cameras are there, my initial thoughts are the same. I, I, is it just like, are they just as bad as this or worse? And I think there is a heavy dose of that. But I can't help but feel like this is their tactics in this game, because it is a game. There's a prize at the end of it, and that's the the 50K or it's, the social media career. It makes me think there are some side conversations going on here about, well, we can't just be a boring couple because no one will care about us and we won't get any screen time. So we need to do something. We have to act a bit bad and then, you know, create a story arc so that we come through adversity and what have you. I, I, that honestly, that is where my mind is right now with my tinfoil hat on. I just think. It's just bizarre how so many of the boys, you know, uh, have acted so badly. There's no one who's just like going to Casa or just fucking having some friendly chats, but that's it. Like Teddy, I uh, imagine Teddy did say a couple of th- things, didn't he? I, I can't think of a good example, but th- but there's been loads of guys, haven't there, and loads of girls who've gone into Casa or both sides, and then just been like, "Yeah, it's, it's all good, you know, enjoy this week here," but then. You know, you go back to the person you coupled up with. It all smells like too much tactics. To-
0: I think you're right, Dave. Tactically, people are worded up before they even go in. So, so you're right. People have watched the show. Like, said, so the Adam Collard things. The rest, that's Adam Collard. Bull, fucking shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to win, speak to an ex-contestant, and I'm sure they're all friends of friends. We know that Jasmine, who we saw nothing of on the screen time, her best friend, is Adam Collard's ex. So she was never going to be in that villa at the same time as him because it ruins the whole bombshell thing, which, to be honest, he's been like yeah. a damp, damp squib, really. He's done fuck all on toast, even being honest.
1: <laughs> you know, so he did create an initial ruffle, but I, I don't know. The fact is, you know, stuff. He, he's the best one in there. <laughs> degenerated that these boys are so crap. A fucking gaslighter who's, you know, villainized. I've not watched the series, but from what I hear, quite rightly, uh, and he's the best bloke. It's just fucking bizarre. It
0: is. It is. So... Thank you. This has been a long one today, Dave. Thank you to everyone who's emailed in. We've got, we got through all them guys. We start fresh tomorrow. And again, I think the drama's on its way. So if you want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD reality If you want to email us, CD at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media at CD reality So, Today's roll call of honor is Kent Gustavson, Lucky Lula Green, Lauren Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Hannah, Dee Dee, Casey, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Amy, Noreen, Jacqueline, Neve, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Tom, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Gavin. Annabeth and our new Patreon is Kate. So thank you so much, Kate. And thank you to everyone who supports us past and present. He's so so kind of you. And thank you to Joe Russell. I know she's one of our Patrons, but Joe, a brilliant, brilliant message. But um, there is no such thing as a Phelps 180. Okay? It's just 100% accuracy guaranteed what? every episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing. Right. No such thing as a Chris Phelps 180. <laughs> all the musicians out there you know let's sample chris's uh, all the times chris has said uh, i'm gonna do a 180 again and stick it into a tune and on that note mate <laughs> there is your challenge should you choose to accept thank you very much mate i know it's been a long one uh but obviously lots of things going on uh, we like to poke fun but lots of serious stuff and triggering stuff going on there as well so really appreciate that and all the feedback and everything as well and thanks for listening everyone and we'll speak to you next time
0: bye